Don't need fucking Logan to do this. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. What's up, folks? It's another edition. It's hitting on the high notes, Jazz Talk. It is I. I am here. You can follow me on the Twitterverse at Jazz High Notes. Um, uh, you know, doing some good stuff here. Uh, we're coming off the best win of the century, or one of the best wins of the century for the Jazz. Um, uh, the Jazz just had one of their best wins of the century um, this last week. Uh, we're bringing on, um, he goes the distance. He does it 49 times. Go to the distance 49. What's up, Jared Barker? Hey man, how you doing? No, yeah, you know, just hey, you know, do, the Jazz are are doing fine, so I have nothing to complain about. So I guess I'm doing awful. So, um, you know, it, it makes for no content on, on on the podcast, I guess. So it's gonna be a very it's gonna be a ten minute episode for those um, who don't like the hour and a half episodes. Um, but yeah, let's get into it, Jared. Like we we talked about, uh, or I talked about, like the, these wins that Jazz are on a four game road uh, uh, trip right now. Um, they just played a Sega Baba. Um, they have six wins in a row. They beat the Cavs, and um, you know when a buzzer beater finally went their way. Uh, they beat the pesky Timberwolves, which they haven't done in, in forever, and then they beat the Sixers, which uh, I think Logan um uh, thinks is a good win. Um, Logan's not here, so I'm uh, we'll speak for him. Um, so yeah, p- pretty good in Jazzland. Um, uh, how, how you feeling about the Jazz? I mean, I know a couple weeks ago, you know, after some of the buzzer beaters, I mean, it was a little down in Jazzland. I mean, for me, this doesn't really change that much uh, because it's just like this is what they should be doing. They should be, you know, going out winning games and, you know, playing good basketball. Um, I, I, you say, I mean, it's the same old jazz but, still. Same old jazz win these games. That's, 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 all, <laughs> that's all it is. You know, the same old jazz yes, are doing what the same old jazz do. That's, that's, what, that's what Logan said. I can confirm he, he, he feels like it's the same old jazz. Same old jazz. Well, I mean, again, like I said two weeks ago, none of these games matter, right? Um, it's 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 the season. It's the regular season. None of these games, like nothing matters. Like you know, this beating the Sixers at home uh, uh, on the road for the for the Jazz yeah, it doesn't matter because um, when we get to the playoffs, um, uh, those those wins and losses aren't going to matter. So um, it comes down to the the apathy again. Um, that the wins just don't give you as much pleasure as the losses um, uh, take a toll on you. But the wins, I mean, do I mean it, you'd rather win than lose, obviously. Um, but um, a couple of things have kind of uh, been interesting in the past um, uh, week or so. First, I mean, yesterday, uh, well, when we record the the game, those yesterday was against the pesky Timberwolves, uh, a team that swept the Jazz last year. Um, you know, the Jazz won by like thirty points. And after the after the uh, um, game, they did a press conference, and Anthony Edwards and uh, uh, Patrick Beverly were saying things. So Anthony Edwards was like, "Oh, I, I don't know why the teammates are so afraid of Gobert. Like he puts no fear in my heart. Um, I think the best rim protector is Christos Porzingis. Uh, I had to listen to a couple times that, to make sure he the, said that's gotta be trolling, right? I mean, what? what? You would think so, right? Like, cause um, I mean, a lot of players, a lot of people are going to disrespect Rudy Gobert, and that's just that comes of the, ter- the territory. Um, <laughs> but to to say but that he, of all players, I, ah, I just don't. Yeah, I don't it, just, it was very confusing. It was to the point like if he had just even if he just said like Draymond or um or Joel Embiid, yes, exactly. Yeah. Like like somebody that you're like, yeah, okay, uh, I can understand why he says that. He thinks those guys because those guys are good. You know, historically known as good defenders. 
um, Porzingis, I mean, this might be the first time anybody's ever said that he's a good defender um, in his entire career or an entire life, really. Um, and um, uh, that's crazy, crazy to hear. So you, you hear that. Like and hey, in New York, he was he was blocking shots all over the place in New York. I don't know if that made him a good defender. I think he was better than he's been with the Mavericks. But yeah, yeah, I just, yeah it was very confusing, man. Very confusing. Yeah, so to, to choose uh, Porzingis off uh, out out of the blue was just was weird, and it was one of those like like okay, well, exactly. It made, it made you think: is this like a trolling statement? Like, is he just trying to get a rise? Is he just being dumb? It just was one of the things that like. Almost anybody who heard it, was you know nationally, you know whether they you know follow the jazz and go very closely or not, they just like Porzingis. And so, anyway, yeah. So there, there was that, and then you know Patrick Beverly was like, oh well, if I was the you know defensive player of the year, I'd be guarding Mitchell and Conley and you know whatever. I noticed from respect to like Royce O'Neal or whatever, but I wouldn't be guarding like Jared Vanderbilt or whatever. And I mean, for again, for a team that just lost by thirty. Um, yeah, a little, a little crazy, and it, 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 when you can't, when you can't get wins on the court, I guess you, you try to get them off the court, yeah. I guess. So. And the, and yeah. the, and I, the question that led up to Patrick Beverly saying that was like somebody was like, they're putting smaller guys on on Cat, and um, uh, do you think that's working? And I, I mean, <laughs> so Cat hasn't do anything. I, so, I guess I mean, yeah, like I'm uh, yeah, like I'm basically. To me, it sounds like maybe he's trying to defend the honor of of Cat or something. I, I don't know. I just it was really weird um, uh, to hear that you know one after another. Um, but yeah, and then Rudy Gobert, you know, blocks a lot of shots. He grabbed twenty one rebounds against the Sixers. Uh, after the game, he, he he's been interviewed by the amazing Holly Rowe, and um, you know he says something like, "Hey, you know, when you're when you're the best in the world and stuff, I'm a pe- makes other people insecure." And like I was like, "All right, well that's shade, but." Shade in a, a little more diplomatic way, I guess. So, um, maybe not. Maybe maybe it's the same type of shade that those guys are throwing at him. But, but you know, since we're watching it from jazz-colored uh, glasses, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So that was uh, those are like the, the the big news things that happened. The Jazz have their third game in four nights against uh, Washington uh, Saturday afternoon. Another you know, team that swept them last year. Yeah. Yeah. Another team that. Uh, but and they, by all accounts, they are better this year. Uh, yeah. You know, there's no. I mean, Westbrook and Beal were really the driving forces um, last year that really um, kept the kept the Wizards in it. Um, then the Wizards seem to are quote unquote better record wise this year. Um, and I don't know what was maybe the, I don't know I don't know what the team that I don't watch a lot of Wizards games. I don't think anybody does. Um, they're not on nationally a lot, so I don't know what to make of them. But you know, they're winning shots, winning winning games. So um, that's something for them. Um, yes. Yeah, Westbrook trade has worked to their advantage, and uh, the other side of that trade is, you know, yeah, working the kind of havoc that so. we as Jazz fans love to see. So we'll see. We'll see what happens when the Jazz play the Wizards. Um, I mean, it was again one of the things that, like last year, the Wizards don't win if they have, you know, if they don't play. I mean, I think Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill were like the two main forces, and this year it feels like Bradley Bill is probably playing pretty well. Still, that team's just so under the radar now, you know, because yeah, yeah, it doesn't seem like he's played up to his usual standard, but they're still winning, so again, it's it's a a very weird like you wouldn't think that's the case, but there it is. So, feels like a much more complete team, Uh, so kind of interesting dynamic over there, yeah. So, like I said, there's nothing to complain about, so um, uh, all right, uh, that's it. We'll see you guys later. Bye.
Oh, wait, I know. We actually want to talk about something else. Um, so something I, I've been thinking about a lot, and um, I kind of want to put this on pen and paper to, uh, you know, you know, put it out there. But I was thinking about, like, jazz, especially with, like, the games against like, the Sixers and stuff and uh, a couple weeks back. So um, jazz have weird rivalries, and I, I kind of want to, like, look at that and um, kind of look at what, the, what, we, what we think the rivals are now. So I kind of ask you to put down, like, 10 on your list. I have... Almost ten on my list. Um, so I, I'm going to name up some teams here. These are teams I think don't matter in rivalry talk for Jazz. Like the Jazz don't give a fuck. Jazz fans don't give a fuck. Nobody cares a fuck what these guys do because reasons, right? Wizards, Cavs, Hawks, Hornets, Knicks, Magic, Pistons, and the Pelicans are the only Western Conference team I have on that one. Um, any of those teams that like you know bother you when they win or lose uh, by chance, Jared? No, yeah, I think that's a no. I think that's a good list. Like, I don't think anybody cares about them, jazz wise. Okay, all right. I mean, that's yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Um, now, this is this tier here. This is a very weird. Tier. This is the tier of like, if we don't win, I hope they win, or I, you know, we we see a lot of ourselves in them. Um, there's two main ones, and then one I kind of shoehorned in there. So the Grizzlies and the Raptors are two teams. That I'm like, all right, these are teams that I think jazz fans kind of relate to a little bit. Um, you know, Grizzlies have jaw, and like for some reason, Jazz fans seem to like really want the Grizzlies to to succeed. Is that, is that you know is that is that your feeling as well? Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel like uh, the Jazz fans see a lot of you know the same organizational traits where they're you know they're a small market team. They build from within. They oh, the way to improve the roster is through trades and stuff like that, not free agency, not. Um, yeah, no, I'd say that's very accurate, and I think they have a very likable young star in, in Jaw, and people kind of see that as him as their like their Donovan Mitchell. So yeah, and um, yeah, so the Grizzlies, which is we, we should get into it. That I think the Grizzlies sh- could very well um, in a year or two, um, uh, maybe in this year, become rivals of the Jazz because like, that's that's a team that's going to be on the same track as the Jazz. Like they're like a couple years behind the Jazz, but. In a couple of years, like if the Jazz stay on top, the Grizzlies will be the ones. It feels like they should be hunting the Jazz. Like they, the Grizzlies will be using right. the Jazz as a benchmark. It's like, all right, cool. If we can start beating the Jazz consistently, um, and the Jazz should be that. That's a team that they should be afraid of. So it'll be funny to see, like maybe in two years, if this dynamic changes, as opposed to like cheering for the Grizzlies. Like I'm trying to remember, like a, a Grizzlies teams that the Jazz like. There's got to be some grit, grit and grind teams, Zach Randolph teams that the Jazz really didn't didn't like, right? Well, it felt like the Jazz weren't good when the Grizzlies were yeah, good. So. That's the, yeah, that's the best problem is that um, they were never, like, really good during that, that period. Yeah. Um, the Grizzlies would just wipe the, wipe the floor with the Jazz. Yeah, because I think otherwise the Jazz fans would would, have, would hate them for sure. Yeah. Raptors and Pacers, I have them as, like, Jazz East, just another, you know, sort of like the Grizzlies. Like, they have to, like, get young stars, and then, you know, stars try to, like, leave. And so... Um, yeah, I, I I just see a lot of like jazz tendencies in the Raptors and the Pacers there. Um, yep. So here here's this tier here. Um, this tier's got four teams that I think jazz fans should hate more. And you tell me if this uh, if these, any of these four teams made um, your list here. Uh, I have the Bucks as the team that the Jazz should hate more. Uh. I mean, not really, because we don't really intersect with them a lot. So yeah, but I mean, yeah. they're they're the, they're the world champions, and uh, they got um uh, they got you know probably 
a, a two-time MVP, a defensive player of the year winner that's not Rudy Gobert. It's hard to hate Giannis Antetokounmpo, man. Uh, it's I mean, so hard to hate that guy. It could be until he knocks you out of the playoffs, so or uh, the finals, I guess, if it was the Jazz. So, um, you know, and this this goes for the Nets as well. I think the Nets should be more hated, but like I just haven't seen any that much net hatred this year from the Jazz fans. That's that's because people are just kind of. We were prematurely dancing on their grave when they lost a few games at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I mean, they've gotten good. Like, I'm, uh, uh, my friend Sam was like, I mean, who, who do you think is going to lead the NBA in scoring? And when I first thought it was Kevin Durant, but I was like, oh, I don't think the Nets are doing that good. And uh, let me look up the record. I'm sure they are doing better. Like, it just, but that's... No, they're, they're like top two or top three in the East. They're, they're doing much better. Yeah, and so they don't have Kyrie, and so that kind of helps. And, yeah, so they're top in the East at 17 and 8, but... I don't know. I just yeah, and I feel like Jazz fans hate Kyrie like with a passion. So yeah, I mean, so I mean, I am I am I wrong? Should they, should they be in the top? Should they be in the top ten list of because uh, they they got Harden right, and Jazz fans don't like Harden. They got Durant, and Durant. I don't like, I don't, I don't like the Nets generally speaking. I like Kevin Durant, but uh, but uh, the, their team, I just I know I don't like it. So. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll move them to the top ten. Maybe maybe they should be one of the top ten um, uh, teams of the Jazz. <laughs> They're like 11th. I don't, it's hard. Yeah. Cause I, um, I, really I have about them. Cause I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. They don't, they don't move me. Like the hate needle doesn't move. Cause it's the just hardened factor should like, factor in more. The hardened factor should be there. And I, I don't yeah, know. So washed. It's almost like, I don't care. I know. Like, I mean, I mean, that guy, that guy knocked the jazz out of the playoffs like three years in a row. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, the, the, that hardened, well, hardened hate should still be Well, we've there. been seeing him fail repeatedly in the playoffs for a few years, so I think it's kind of, that's kind of fading a little well, bit. That, that should make it more frustrating that he knocked you out, you know, not the Jazz. Yeah. So, um, so sure. I, got, I got the Nets on that list. Um, the Heat, the Heat um, uh, is, a, is a weird team that, you know, the Heat swept the Jazz this year. Um, they're one of the top four teams in the East. You know, they got some young pieces. I don't, I don't know. I, maybe the Jazz should hate the Heat more, but... I don't know. I don't, I don't. What do you feel? Oh, wait, the Heat. The Heat. Uh, I feel like the Jazz. Jazz fans do hate the Heat, but uh, they're kind of like low on the hate radar right now. Interesting. Um, but I feel like the Jazz, in a way, they see themselves into in the Heat, but just kind of like that Heat culture sort of dynamic, but. But the Heat are like a destination market, so at the same, they have something that we don't. Uh, they've got titles, and they're they're you know they're like a marquee destination where where young NBA players would like to play. So it's yeah, the Heat are kind of a tough one. Yeah. I, I do think there's some jazz hate there. There should be. I, I, maybe they should be more. I don't know. They might they might be top ten. Like maybe the Nets and the Heat are. But and the last one I have in this in this tier of like the Jazz should hate more than are the Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I mean that's gonna be like from us old heads that watched the right. Jazz lose to them in the finals twice. I, I just feel like ninety-seven, ninety-eight was so long ago, right? Um, it does really like, does. You know, I mean, and and yeah, that hate that hate dissipated, and there were just no more uh, Bulls and Jazz and the stuff that happened, and yeah, I just, I mean, I, I, I just, I like, there's still a little, um, like, like I, I, I thought the last dance was really hard to watch and there's some bias there um and i was just I was like oh yeah so that, that's some of that bulls hatred but i i just don't feel the same 
that you know anybody under the age of like 25 you know they, they weren't there for it so um yeah like I mean, that's hard I mean, even under the age of 30 they may have been too young to really really because like you know we you know we were our 12 to 14 and yeah that's, yeah. Uh, that's still refreshing our, so anyway those are the 14s that I thought was like alright I don't know where they are on the hate meter so I, I can be talked into moving them up or down here um Okay, so I'm going to skip this. Uh, this I, I have six teams where I just don't think they should go. I don't know where they go. Um, so who's on your, your list of, like, top eight to ten teams that you should hate? You want me to start at the Let's go to the, the, the bottom. Let's start at the bottom and move to the, the, you know, start at the bottom and go to the top wherever that song is or whatever. I'm not very All good right, at rap, so. So, so I, had to, uh, I had to look at this a little bit. I definitely would say the Blazers are probably up there. Okay. They're kind of, you know, they're a division rival. We should hate them more than we do, honestly. Yeah. But that... Dame kind of hate that a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Oh, see. I got oh, OKC. well, so let's go. Let's go on the Blazers want... real quick. Let's go Blazers. Um, okay. Yeah. So they're in this tier of like, I don't know where to put them because, right? Like, I mean, early two thousands, late nineties, uh, mid nineties. The Blazers were one of the teams that were just battling the Jet. You know, the, the Arvidas Sabonis team, the Rasheed Wallace teams. Ross Trickley, yep. like, you know, Clyde Drexler teams um, from the early 90s. Um, um, and, you know, the Blazers were good in the early 2000s. Like, I mean, these are te- this, this is a team that I want to say that you know, the Jazz and the Blazers were, each had, like, 19 consecutive appearances in the playoffs uh, uh, during the 80s and 90s. Yeah, um, and, the, and the Blazers, like, consistently knocked the Jazz out of the playoffs. So Yeah, yeah. so there's, there's some stuff there. And then uh, I'm trying to remember the last time the Jazz and Blazers had some, like, real – head-to-heads, and it's the Dame Factor. The Dame Factor really screws things up, right? Um, because, like, he's from Utah or from Weber State, and so yeah. Utahns are going to try to claim, like, you know, everybody tries to claim um, uh, 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 Dame Little. Like yeah, Oakland, any college right? players that, that went to went to school in Utah are automatically yeah. from here. Oakland, Oakland, Oakland will, will claim Dame yeah. Lillard. Um, Utah will claim Dame Lillard. Uh Okay, so he's gonna claim Dame Lillard because he had like a burger there, and they're like, "Oh my God, he had a burger with us," you know. So, um, so yeah, the Dame Lillards. So I didn't know where to put them, but I don't know. Is there is there hatred? Is there enough hatred, or is that or is the Dame love too much? Like I, I know they're if Dragon Squad was I here. I think the Dame love dissipates the hate, and, and yeah, to Logan's point that we should hate them more. Yeah, so um, uh, I think they should go into that 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 tier with the Nets, Bulls, Bucks, and Heat then. Um, so like, it would be hard for me to put them in the top ten because I just don't see enough Jazz fans throwing the shade around. And, and the and the other thing is that now that the Jazz are good, the Blazers don't seem like a team that if you met them in the playoffs, you would be that scared of. Right, because they're the, the, yeah, they feel like they're like undermanned and they like squandered their opportunities yeah. to get better. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, I think that's a big part of it. Okay, so I, I heard you say. So I'm gonna give my so I I start at nine. It looks like. Um, and they just they, they, a brand new addition to the or no this one's eight so um, I'm gonna say T Wolves did the T Wolves make your list anywhere? Yeah, yeah, the T Wolves are pro- in my top ten for okay. sure. Yeah, the Timberwolves. I mean, they're pesky. I mean, the, the so what what makes this hard is that um, the Jazz. I can't remember the last time the Jazz and the Timberwolves have had like amazing playoff battles in the in the last thirty years. Um, and that that the problem is like you know there there was a couple of Kevin Garnett teams that were pretty good, but the Jazz and Wolves just it felt like they never really matched up in the playoffs and it happens yeah you know, on different sides of the bracket um, even when they're in the same division. 
Um, but you know what? Um, uh, they're, they're the pesky Timberwolves for a reason. You know, a, a team that always seems to like beat the Jazz when they shouldn't. Um, I mean, the Jazz lost yeah, them three times last year. That reason. And uh, thanks to Ant Man and uh, and uh, um, uh, Patrick Beverly, I think um, uh, they were uh, you know a pretty easy addition to the list there. So I heard you you were going to say OKC okay, Thunder, and I'm I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. Well, I mean that playoff battle, uh, Russell Westbrook uh, really kind of turned that that up. People people do not seem to like Russell Westbrook in Utah, which. You know, it's understandable. He's kind of an intense personality. He's very mercurial, mercurial, so polarizing. You know, mercury. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah, so, uh, so I, I have the Thunder on the list at one point. Yeah, because of the playoff battles. Because, but as, as we're gonna see here, sometimes um, uh, when those players aren't there anymore, like. And the Thunder, you know, went from being a playoff team to... Oh, yeah, they suck now, so... Yeah, they yeah. suck now, and I just... I, I I wonder in the grand scheme of it. But then, you know, maybe I should put them because, like, the, the Sonics battles, like, the Sonics were another team uh, back in the day, Sean Kemp, Gary Payton. If they, I don't know if they, does, that, does that count or not. And with that, without Russ and, and, and KD and uh, Paul George there... That that's another one that I'm gonna move into. That I don't. I think they should be hated more tier, but because they suck right now, we can't remember that hatred. Um, but there was some intense well, hatred. I think you're right. There was a lot of intense hatred there. Well, um, how far up your list then are like to say the Philadelphia 76ers? Okay. I feel like there's a lot of hate there. So the Sixers, I have like in the five-ish range. Range. Um, uh, um, so I have the Sixers, and so this is another same thing. It's 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 mostly fueled by, uh, and, we, and again, the Sixers are. There's two weird teams I think that are in the top eight for the Jazz, um, uh, and this is one of them, because if the Sixers didn't have Embiid and Ben Simmons, um, there would probably be no beef, and like you wouldn't even, you wouldn't give a fuck what the Sixers are doing, but because they have Embiid, because they have Ben Simmons, or you know they still have Ben Simmons and all all that chatter, the Rookie of the Year. Defensive player there, the talking, the best center in the league type stuff. Uh, you know, for a team that you see twice a year and has very little to do with your playoff positioning, especially since the Jazz haven't been to the finals in so long, um, and neither have the Sixers. That you know, it's just, it's just one of those like weird teams that Jazz fans hate, but only because of certain players and not because of the team at all. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yep. Um, did the Celtics make your list? Uh yes right. yes I and I would say it was worse when Hayward was there but, uh, but yes absolutely right I mean and, and that's the weird part right is that Hayward is now on Charlotte you know and and care uh, less about Charlotte yeah and like um so so this is one of those weird ones that like the hate transcends the player like I don't remember people really hating the Celtics before the Hayward thing yeah and then you know when he went obviously I think it was a whole. I think it was a whole organizational thing, though, because Danny Ainge was involved in that. And so I just think that it was kind of like the Jasmine started hating the organization across the board. And I'm aboard with that. I honestly think that uh, the Celtics are a very hateable organization. And, and so is that's like, and, I, I, and when I say weird, it's not like I think you're weird for thinking that. I just think it's weird that, you know, in a, in a situation like the Thunder where they've lost the players that, you know, because did the, uh, uh, the Rockets make your list by chance? 
Yes. Well, okay. they're they're very well. They're probably top three. Oh, interesting. So, um, oh, we'll talk about that. I mean, so, so team like well, they suck now, so it's hard for them to be right. top three. So this is yeah, all this is, time. They got to be top three. Yeah, and that's the thing is that like um, uh, I want to say all time, but like you know, then we have like this moment right here where they're just not there, and it's really weird for me. Like they should rank higher um, as rivals, but like it doesn't feel like a rivalry right now, you know, because you, yeah, because you, 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 you play you play that team ten times in a, in a year if you did. And you probably win nine out of ten times, and that's not really a rivalry, you know? Oh shit! I did not mean that shade to anybody. That was just uh, those were just even numbers I picked. And as soon as I said it, I was like, oh fuck, that's gonna come back, and people are gonna read more into that than it is. It's, it's not. Um, but um, yeah, if you, if you win, uh, if you're gonna win eighty to ninety percent of the time against the team, currently with the team that you have, um, it just doesn't feel like a rivalry. But I, I get why the because the, the Rockets and Thunder were two that I was like. Ah, should I put them on the list? Should I put them not? Should I not put them on the list? But yet the Celtics, you know, even after Hayward's gone, they're still. I mean, people are still dancing on their graves, and so yeah. it's, it's funny to me that like you know people hate the Celtics more than they hate Hayward right now. It's, it's it's weird to me. So that one's more weird than the Sixers. So all right, so um, go ahead, give me give me another a team there. Uh, let's see. Uh, this, uh. The Warriors, but I feel like they're less than the Celtics, and I, and I think it's now only because we are like kind of in competition with them for seeding and stuff. Right, um, I have the Warriors right above the Celtics, uh, so okay. it, it goes for me: T Wolves, Celtics, Warriors, Sixers. And, yeah, I feel like um, a lot of jealousy there. Yes, um, you know, very good team. The the Celtics, and, and this this kind of goes back to that. Bear, like, even though the Jazz wiped the floor with that Baron Davis team. That Baron Davis team, I mean, I say it was just not very likable. Like they came, and I want to yell. There, like when we went to those playoffs games, I was finding fans in the in the stands, and anytime the Jazz did anything good, like when the Jazz were like pulling away in game whatever five or whatever it was, I was just like, I was like, oh hey guys, how you doing? You know, hey look look down there, scoreboard guys. You know, just really trying to get on their nerves and everything. Um, and yeah, so the Warriors, the Warriors, I, I think yeah, there, there's plus plus there's a there's that period of time where number one they tank to keep the draft pick so you know the jazz could have a, a young harrison barnes on their team um and number two um uh you know just when they got kevin durant it just felt like basketball for me it felt like basketball just wasn't very fun to watch at that point because you know who who cares the warriors are just gonna roll over run over everybody so all righty all right, well, so, uh, how, how many t- how many teams are still left on your list? Well, I mean, we got the Lakers and Suns. Lakers are probably number one. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's keep the Lakers there. So you have the Suns. The Suns at two, you said, or or three, or, or well, three's Rockets. Uh, they're probably two right now. It's just interesting. Like we both really got good at the same time. People are kind of mad. Like to to borrow a phrase from from a now hated for the for the Bain debacle for the former GM now hated for the yeah for, for drafting Azubuki over Bain <laughs> Dennis Lindsay the the Suns got to skip some steps and went straight to a conference or to to a NBA NBA uh, finals yeah. so, so um, Jazz pretty envious of uh things blowing up for the Jazz last year and the Suns you know basically yeah. dancing on our grave without us even being there yeah the Suns I'm uh uh, you know, especially when they started one and three this year, we were all kind of like, "Oh, look at the Suns!" And then they went and won like eighty in a row. Um, 
Yeah, they won 18 games in a row. And then, uh, um, and and for me, the Suns, it comes down to Chris Paul, you know. Um, uh, yeah. You know, Chris Paul yeah, teams. Yeah, the primary ones, and then folks love that Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker. Yeah. Love to pit them against each other. Yeah, the Devin reason. Booker thing came out, I mean, for me, it came out of nowhere, and so now when, you know, when there's Booker and Mitchell stuff, I, like, so I think the Suns do consider the Jazz one of their rivals, too, just because of that. So that makes that rivalry a little more like both teams are like, all right, yeah, like the 76ers. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and Suns fans, I see Suns fans and Jazz fans beefing all the time online. Yeah. So, like, yeah, like, like, very, like very um, uh, Warrior fans don't consider the Jazz a rival. So, right. exactly. Right. But Suns fans very do. Strong mutual rivalry yep. there. Um, okay. So, the Suns were like my four, and my three is going to be surprising to a lot of people. But I have the Spurs at number three. Ooh, that's actually a low key, sneaky good one because yeah. they kicked our ass for so, so long. long. And like, e- even though like they they're, they suck right now, I still want them to suck. I, like, and I, I but I don't want them to suck so much they get a good draft I pick. I totally agree. I want them to suck. <laughs> yeah, like like they they took our model. They had more success with it because they got an all time great next to a second all time great, and then they drafted another all time great that we could have drafted. And it's just like, man, the Spurs just had so much stuff go right. And, you know, they have five championships now and we have none. Yeah. Fuck the Spurs. And, yeah, and the Spurs, yeah, the Spurs, I'm, uh, like, even lately, like, haven't done well, but they still, like, you still don't want to play the Spurs. And, you know, every year, or not every year, like, when we started doing, like, the, all right, should we, when do we start discounting the Spurs for like the last five years and they still somehow made the playoffs yeah, every year. Come back from the grave, yeah. And uh, like this feels like the year they're finally going to you know blow it up. And you're like, all right, cool. And even though the Spurs are an organization that are, are similar to the Jazz, that you, you they probably shouldn't hate each other. But yeah, after being knocked out by Tim Duncan over and over, there's a lot of like, when I talked about that Bulls PTSD being gone, that Spurs, you know, ass kicking didn't come that long after the Bulls stuff. But it just it felt like the Jazz were already on the down downhill. And that, it kept going. Yeah. Like that last team that went to a conference finals, they lost to da, 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 the Spurs. Yeah, I mean, two thousand yeah, two thousand seven that kept the Jazz away. Nineteen ninety nine, the Jazz that that the lockout season, the Jazz um uh, ran out of gas against the Spurs, and um, yeah, and, you know, like just like that that was like the lot like the Bulls were finally gone. It was the Jazz's year, right? And yeah. yeah, just like it was, it was hard. It was hard. The Spurs, so the Spurs. I mean, there's still like a lot of resentment there. Like, okay, cool. Like, Pop's still. And the thing, Pop is still there, and they still have some things that are just like, all right, cool. It's reminiscent that that Spurs team is still a lot, like you know. You talk about the Rockets. You know, we talk about the Rockets now. Like, I mean, the Rockets had the Hakeem teams that you know knocked the Jazz out. Then they had the um, uh, uh, did they have? A, I think they had Clyde knocked the, knocked out the Jazz one time, but not Barkley. You know what's um, weird about the Spurs though? They they don't. I don't know. Their online presence is like feels like it's tiny. Like I, I rarely ever see Spurs fans online arguing about anything. Anything. Yeah, I mean, so. again, you know, it just depends on what bubble we're a part of, right? And because like I do follow some Spurs people, so I do get more Jason. It's one of those things that I bet if we were closer in locale or actually like on that actual Twitter, you know, we would see it because uh, all, all all fandoms have it, right? Um, yeah, true. I just don't feel like they. Care, care that much about the jazz like i've never seen oh yeah they, uh, they, i mean why why would, they, why would they care about the jazz exactly when have, when have the jazz ever been like oh boy they 
took the Spurs out. Like again, this is this is one of those nine out of ten times. Like the Jazz may have knocked them out once, but the the Spurs beat them the next you know nine out of ten times. And so you know the Spurs have a ninety percent success rate against the Jazz. Like there's really no reason why the, it's so the Clippers right. The Clippers didn't make your list, did they? Uh, Cl- Clippers, yeah, Clippers more. I mean, we we hate them a lot for sure. Interesting. I, see, I, I don't think they make the list. I'm like, well, not now. Uh, I mean, I mean, I, yeah, they they had the most recent success success against the Jazz, right? But for the longest well, time, like the Jazz never had to worry about the Clippers. They didn't worry about the Chris Paul Clippers. They oh, didn't well, worry yeah. about you know the '90s Clippers, like, obviously. Could, yeah, because we're talking overall. Yeah, the Clippers probably don't even make the list. I mean. I, I still dislike him after last year, though. Well, yeah, but like, I mean, I, I mean, so th- this is hard because like, we're we're trying to combine all time plus current and mesh them together, and yeah, uh, yeah like just overall, I just and, like, I mean, I, I don't know if I work as a Chris Paul, like, I mean, but, yeah. but we kicked their shit in. And, but yeah, so. exactly. Like Chris Paul didn't beat us when he was the Clippers. He they didn't beat the Jazz with the, with with the Clippers. So it's just hard for me to it's hard for me to harbor those negative feelings, like. All right, cool. Terrence Mann beat the the Jazz. All right, like that doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, some random guy. Hey. Like if Chris Paul beat him, then then you know, then it'd be something. But it was Terrence Mann, so I, I don't know. Like, yeah. So I, I'm trying to figure out. I'm, I'm trying to like balance like the residual um, effects from last year plus history and and figure this all out together. But uh, which is weird because like 76ers and like Celtics, those are all like recent stuff. Even the Warriors and even the Suns a little bit, like. Before this, before Devin Booker, before Chris Paul, like really, were the Suns going to be this high? So I don't know. Um, where do you have the Where do you have the Nuggets? I didn't even really put them on my hate list because the Nuggets we never had to worry about either. They're only recent, right? Right, and they're recent, but like, but now they have Jokic. You know, they have some that goes one on one with Rudy Gobert, and yep. like, you know, this but is a... still very hateable to me. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I have the Nuggets high. I, I probably should drop them down a little bit. Um, because the Nuggets, the, the Nuggets were that, that, that scary, and, and plus they're your division opponent. Um, fun fact: I'm a Sam who he used to work in Colorado. Would always say that Denver Nuggets really hate Jazz fans, or jazz, the Jazz team, because you know. The, so the, you know this is the opposite of the words. Winning. Yeah, they've sucked for so long. Yeah, but like I'm a you know I'm I'm trying to add in also like the Carmel Anthony Nuggets as well. Oh and, yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, because we kicked their ass like two or three different times. Yeah, but still, I mean, and then but then Carmel Anthony was also so annoying to to Jazz fans and true, um, true. But like, yeah. I, I feel like that didn't really translate to the team for some reason. Yeah. I, I think the Nuggets should be at least top four, just because the, the division stuff is, is. But like, they're not really falling. They're you know they're having so many injuries this year. It's just really hard to gauge. I think Jokic and Carmelo and. Well, um, well. Plus, I think that they've basically. I think they. I think they hamstringed and screwed themselves by paying uh, uh, Mr. Back injury way too early, um, and so uh, now they're kind of screwed. Yeah. I mean that 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 was uh, that was going to hurt them. Yeah, I mean it, it is what it is. Like that money, I don't know. It's it's, a, it's complicated. I mean the Aaron Gordon contract is probably more, and we we don't say hamstrings on this podcast, uh, Jared. Come on now. Um, <laughs> Okay, so um, uh, those are. Is, is there anybody I'm missing in your top ten that we didn't talk about? I mean, we haven't really talked about the Lakers. Well, yeah, besides Lakers, because like we, we haven't talked about Mavericks or Kings. <laughs> I think we but, got everybody else. Yeah, Mavericks, Mavericks or Kings. I don't. Th- 
I, I think the Dirk Ma- era Ma- Mavericks we hated, but now they just, I mean, and people were jealous of them having Luka for a while, but they just don't seem like a threat. And Luka is looking more and more like a European James Harden, so... Yeah, the Mavericks. Uh, I, I do remember hating them for a while, but that dis- and that has dissipated ever since like, the, you know, mid two thousands. I guess, uh, you know, two thousand ten probably was the last time. So yeah, they just haven't had that history for a while. I mean, even though like that Dirk team was like the last team that knocked the Jazz out in five games. So um, in U- in Utah, um, I remember that vividly. All right, um, but they got Jason Kidd, and as we always say, fuck Jason Kidd. So yeah, um, absolutely. And the Who's Kings again. The Kings were the Kings had that like that that the King because the Kings had a lot of battle with, with the Jazz, but they've been bad oh, yeah. for so long. That's just yeah. like you, like you feel bad for them now. It's just like oh boy, like well they they uh, yeah, but they and back in the day they, they hated us too. So that oh, yeah, was and, very yeah that that one I don't know like again like after a while these these rivalries just they, you know they died down. So um, okay, so b- both you and I had and it's funny because like. This is a rivalry that is only rivalry that is only um, uh, one, yeah, it's one-sided. very one-sided. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. La- Lakers don't care about the Jazz, but the Jazz definitely care about the Lakers. Yeah. Um, I told I told you the other day, man. I, I'm a Laker hater first and a Jazz fan second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm, uh, you know, if if the Jazz aren't playing, you're hoping the the Lakers lose on whatever, you know, if they're if they're playing. Yeah, I, I rooted for the Boston Celtics in the 2008 Finals because I hate the Lakers that much. Yeah, yeah, just some, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, anybody but the Lakers, right? So, yeah, um, yeah. Like, um, and the Lakers, uh, and and it's it's because it's a lot of the things that like stuff that the Lakers can do, the Jazz can't do. And I mean, like, like, like they have a location, they have you know a lot of money, they have all the stuff that you know the Jazz the Jazz can't pull LeBron James type free agents to Utah. That's just like the that is the uh, you know the truth, long and short of it, right? Um, but um, uh, the Lakers um, uh, always think they could be. The Lakers don't have to go through long rebuilding periods like the Jazz would have to. Like if all of a sudden, oh, but, but, so shout out to AJ right now. You know, fuck you for liking the Lakers. Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, like I'm. Um, uh, um, yeah, he's not gonna listen. Um, I'm gonna attack him. There we go. There you go. You save, save for the produce. <laughs> save for the produce section. Um, yeah, so um, uh, yeah, the Lakers like again, this is one sided, and you know most Lakers fans don't even think about the Jazz, um, and that's fine. Like um, uh, we you know the, it's, it's the Lakers against everybody. That's um, uh, the Lakers should know that, um, but th- those yeah, are the things that they hundred percent know that. Yeah, those are things that like bother me when, when it comes to Lakers is that because their fans aren't necessarily wrong when they're like, oh, w- w- don't worry, we'll be back. Like yeah, they will be back. You know they won't. You know they, they went and drafted actually really really well for the times in that they were not in the playoffs and had high picks. And it just yeah, seemed to work out for them. They, they drafted and really well. And they consolidated well. that really well into, in, you know, into a top 20 player, Anthony Davis, who is not playing like a top 20 player right now. Right, but, right. Like, I mean, but, yeah. but even get like LeBron, like, like even get LeBron to come to that team, like any other, like almost any other team, like if that happened, if the Grizzlies drafted like four young studs, you know, you know, ranking yeah. r- ranging from pick three to pick twenty-seven or whatever it was, they had four or five young studs, and then when got LeBron James, they would be fucking ecstatic, and they're like, "Great, we have someone that can help us win now, um, at least compete now. Maybe not compete for the title, but at least you know West Conference Finals, and then see what happens." 
Um, the, but the problem is for Lakers, that's not enough, right? Lakers aren't like, well, we don't want to get to the Western Conference Finals and see what happens. We want to make sure that we get to the finals and win. Win it all. Yeah, exactly. Or- so they can mortgage their future, the, you know, their future pieces to go get Anthony Davis because Anthony Davis, number one, is going to want to play for the Lakers. He's going to want to play for with LeBron. Um, and you know, I'm, it's uh, a- I mean that they weren't able to recruit a third guy, though. Like the third guy that they end up getting is Russell Westbrook. That make no yeah, sense to um, me. I mean the I mean it was when Kawhi burned them, Paul George burned them, and uh, yeah, I mean then we, but the, the thing that that was the plan for a while, right? You go get three guys and and and, and do it that way. And you know they they have a they have a a championship in the, in the last five years, so it worked. Their plan worked. And that's the thing is that their plan does work. And if you know you tell me that LeBron retires after this year, I you know I oh boy. You know, if that happens to almost any other team, you know, you, you think, okay, they're going to be in for a long rebuild. No, with the Lakers, like, eventually they can trade for someone. Someone's going to force their way to L.A. either through trade or through free agency. And that's, the, that's the, like, the really I mean, the difficulty would be the salary cap. Like, that's that's their number one problem. That is. That they have but, so much money committed to three guys. That it's, well, I mean, like, right now. But, I mean, but like, in, even in the future, like, if all of a sudden, you know, they lose their three, you know, if Westbrook, Davis, and LeBron weren't there, they would eventually figure out a way to oh, um, yeah. uh, get some, oh, whoever the next, bit, you know, Zion Williamson, gonna, right, will we'll sign there in a four years. They'll have, like, a five-year drought here and there, maybe, Yeah, but they're always going to come back. That's the thing. They're, that, they're, they, they don't have to build through traditional means like um, uh, like the Jazz is. So that's, yeah, that's what's the exactly. most. And that's why they're still, like, they'll probably always be. And, and plus, you know. They're you know, one of those cancers that, they go into remission, but it's never gone. Whoa! <laughs> I don't feel comfortable with that at all. So let's just um, uh, let's go to the um, uh, let's go to the um, uh, uh, produce section. Um, uh, so you're gonna you're gonna shout out, shout out AJ. Um, uh, who else are you gonna shout out? Uh, let's see. Who, who did I mention earlier? Dang it! I'm trying to remember the name of the name of the person I mentioned earlier. Um. Okay. Let's see. Shout out to Logan's mom. Thank you for listening, even though he's not on this week. I know he's your favorite. But if you made it this far, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> a shout out to Travis L. Cox. Uh, because you know what? Uh, Team Run It Back Twitter uh, is, is going crazy after these six wins in a row. Especially these last two that were, you know, pretty impressive. Regular season wins. But, um you know, I will, we will not stop on this podcast. We will not stand for not upgrading the team in some way, shape, or form. We we need perimeter defense. That is still a need. Uh, I don't think the Jazz need to trade half the roster to to improve it, but I do think that uh, that is still a, a a deficiency that needs to be addressed. So you know, ha- have your fun now. But if we get knocked out of the playoffs again by by a team with good guards. Don't say we didn't warn you. <laughs> um, uh, anybody else you got there? Yeah, well, Mar- Mark also. Mark. Uh... Twos and threes are back. And, yeah, twos uh, and threes. Nice. Um, yeah, Mark. Um, uh, and also, Mark. shout out to Doug's wife. I don't know if she's on Twitter, but Miss, twos and threes. Mrs. Doug. Doug is the name. Do, 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 I don't know if your wife's on Twitter, but the, fan that she, the fact that she listened to this pod and she's a fan we we will always you know we will stand her for I wish you, I wish you would give us a a five star review on on Apple Podcasts. Oh please Doug's wife uh, <laughs> please please if you give us a five star review I will send you these uh jazz fans against racism stickers I know I haven't got any nudes to give those away so 
Yeah, yeah, which 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 is sad. If anyone at the the podcast at Jazz High Notes on Twitter or on Instagram at Jazz High Notes, if anybody at them asking for the stickers, I will send them to you because we did not get it. Yep. So yeah, you know, no no ad reads today. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, uh, so Logan just uh, tweeted me um, uh, this tweet from Spandex Larry. You can go through life thinking a certain way, and then one day you wake up, Hassan White, Hassan Whiteside fan. So, just funny that we talked about that early in the season, and you know, I, I tweeted out something that Rudy Gobert and uh, it seems like those two are best friends on the team, which is nice because like I, I don't know if Rudy had a best friend on the team prior to this, but then you know Hassan, Hassan like they did their um, press conference today together. Um, I was shot. Underrated tweet. Your underrated tweet that you sent to Sam, where you replaced uh, Ant saying, instead of saying uh, Chris Ant Porzingis, you'd replace it with Mike Conley because Mike Conley blocked a shot of his. Uh, you know, shout out. That was good work. I like that. But um, uh, but um, it was Mike Conley. <laughs> it yeah. was a robot. It was amazing because um, you uh, robot voice that yeah you remember and so um, Mac uh, back. Oh, well, as soon as I saw that Mike Conley block, I was like, damn, it was good. And I was like, well, and then the ant, you know, the ant um, uh, quote was just in my head. So because um, I'm going to do something special with that quote, I think. Um, yeah, so Spanish Larry, um, uh, you know, something that we've been talking about, you know, the, the Hassan Whiteside stuff. And like Hassan, uh, I think two or three weeks ago was like tweeting like after a game, he went to Rudy's house. Like I was like, oh, he's at Rudy's house, like playing ball, like in the, in their court. Uh, I was like, I was like, oh, I'm like, they're friends. Like they had their joint press co- press conference today, so I was like, wow. Like, they're like legitimately friends. Yeah, it's, it's good hilarious. for Rudy. Like I'm a yeah, Club, yeah, exactly. good game. Yeah, single um, guy, man about town. Yeah, yeah. Or from I, you know, I, remember I, last year when I'm uh, they asked because I think Hassan was on Portland. No, or two years ago when he was on Portland, and they were campaigning for Hassan to be defensive player of the year, and somebody. Yeah, I on, did, you know, find out if Hassan is like renting a house nearby, or if he's like renting Derek Favors' old house or something. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, this bromance between Rudy and Hassan is just yeah. amazing. Uh, Hassan, I thought lived uh, rent free in um uh, for in Sacramento Kings uh, fans' heads. Um, yeah. Like the but there is this amazing because like yeah like two years ago, uh, after a game against Portland, uh, I want to say Eric Walden or a reporter was like, I'm a, hey Rudy, I'm a, how do you feel about um. Hassan Whiteside's like the defensive player of the year campaign or whatever, and you're just like, oh, you know, just if they really thought he was the defensive player of the year, um, they would have played him at the end of the game. So, you know, that's a paraphrase. It wasn't exactly like that, but it was, you know, shade in the Rudy Rudy shade way. Like, I'm a, oh, you know, maybe he should, or it was like, maybe they should play him at the end of the games, you know, because, and yeah, it was really like, but here we are, those two are friends. Like, it's one of the things that, like, we think that these guys hear these things and they take it so personally, and maybe his son is just being a bigger man. I don't know. It's just one of those weird, weird things. So, it feels like there's just so much noise that, like, honestly, at some point you can't. I mean, for anybody, I think anybody can relate to if if you live your life in such a way that, like, if somebody says something that's like derogatory in the slightest way about you or just like, you know, is a criticism of you in some way, shape or form, 
that you're just going to automatically be offended by it. I mean, maybe there's some validity to what they're saying. And so you're just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to look at that, see if it matters. And you know, if it doesn't, I'm just going to throw it away. Like, it's funny that everybody thinks that every single quote about an athlete, they're going to take personally. And it doesn't seem like that's the case. Like, I mean, you get, you get a ton of criticism as an athlete. Yeah. I mean, Sometimes they use that to motivate them and helps them get better. All right, so I'm just uh, I'm excited when um, uh, Anthony Edwards and um, uh, Patrick Beverly come to the Jazz. So, oh, don't bring Patrick Beverly here. Pat Beth trick y'all. Shout out to Russell Westbrook. Yeah. All right, but you know when when he comes and helps the Jazz win a championship and everybody changes their tune, I'm going to replay this clip. <laughs> I think uh, okay. the, the lesson is that we learned that you know just because somebody says something bad about the Jazz, like you can't just hate them because they might turn into Hassan Whiteside. So. Um. All right. So, uh, anything? Uh, I guess. Um. Well, well let's, let's 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 talk about mistletoe. Um. At punk uh, underscore o o three. She said she wanted to be part of the cool kids again, and I don't know if that means she wants to shout out on the podcast because I didn't know that was the cool kids. If that's the cool kids, man, that's a that's a really low, um, uh, low um uh, barometer. Low there. bar, right? Low bar, yeah. Low bar. <laughs> um. Uh. Shout out to Cowboy Bebop, and apparently some uh, canceled from Netflix. That's a that's a shame. Wait, they um, canceled it? They canceled it. I, I, won't, I, I won't go on episode one. So I'm, uh, I'm gonna try, that's I'm, incredible. Yeah, I'm going to try to watch the rest of it. So, um, uh, But, you know, much like their anime pa- predecessor, um, I guess uh, one season is all you're going to get. Um, uh, yeah, so um, shout out to all you guys out in Jazzland. This is less than an hour podcast, so we did it. Um, Jared, anything else you want to add? Uh, shout out to my guy. Last shout out um, to... Utah sys admin. Uh, he's, you know, he's always been a good Twitter friend of mine. We always talk, have good jazz talk. Um, I'm trying to, uh, let me see if I can find a specific sample of a conversation. We were, we were going to be less than an hour, but apparently we're just going to go two hours now. So <laughs> no, no, but he, I mean, we always have good, good discussions. And he was talking about, uh, Patrick Beverly complaining about foul calls and stuff yesterday, and it's good, dude. Good, good hoops talk. It's just it sounds just like it spelled just like it sounds. Utah sis admin. Sis. Um. All right. Well, I guess that's it. We'll see you guys next time. And we're done. See, who needs fucking Logan? Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy.